Hey, everybody. It's your pal Joe Batanz with a very special request, actually, from one, uh, my special, my, my guest co-host today on uh, Rulaska Thoughts. It's a random deep cut from RuPaul. So you'll find out who the special guest is. But right now, it's Rulaska Thoughts. Now, that was a weird slide I did there. <laughs> Introduce my special guest. You know him from the podcast. Pod is my co-pilot. Please say to Taylor, <laughs> the latte boy. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Joe Batanz. Yes. Yes. But I do that now. Joe Batanz. I say that like that. And I point. I do you want to know it. why? Why? Because... In my in my convalescence over the last week, mm-hmm. I have watched almost four seasons of Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and Rob Lowe's character Chris Traeger, he does that where he says the first and the last name and he points at people, and he always says that. And the one thing that he his, the one character that he says it a lot to is Ann Perkins, who mm-hmm. is played by Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. So that is something that Babalu and I say to each other occasionally. We walk past each other and go Ann Perkins, and we both giggle because we're stupid. But I've Parks never seen Rec. this Parks and Rec show. What do I think of it? I've never seen it. I know you love Park. it. Parks and Rec is one of my favorite. It's definitely in my top 10, maybe top five favorite TV shows of all time. Really? Yes. It is because it is somehow dark and lighthearted all at the same time. Like the Vixen. Yes, exactly. Like the Vixen. Mm-hmm. It's If the Vixen was a TV show about local government in the middle of Indiana in mm-hmm. Pawnee, Indiana. It would be parks and rec. Oh, interesting. Now, again, this is Rulaska thoughts. We do a deep dive. Not only we don't have to be the episode. It can just be into anything. RuPaul. And you've been, you've been out like a few weeks. Like you weren't here last week. I feel badly. Cause someone pointed out like you didn't mention Taylor. What's going on? I go, Oh, because <laughs> we didn't mention Taylor. How uh, quickly he's forgotten. Well, no, it's just one of these things. Like, look, this Evan airs, I love him, right? Mm-hmm. But he I think he lives inside of a prison. Like there are things that didn't make it onto the show. Mm-hmm. You know? I edited them out, but there was a point where we had to stop uh taping because I heard like screaming and I go, What's that screaming? You know? And it turned out like two girls were having an actual fist fight outside of uh the his apartment like and like, screaming at each other and like actually having a fist fight an actual fist fight outside of his apartment and i was like oh my goodness this is so ridiculous so like i was so concentrated on trying to get you some of it got through cuz he was talking but i was trying to get the best audio i could out of him meanwhile there's also the sound of the fire trucks going past or the ambulances yeah 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 Tires that one screeching, crashes a cat screaming like everything that a foley artist would yeah, would have. That's have all just going yet? on behind him. Have you heard the episode yet? No, not yet. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. You're literally named three of the four things you named happened. <laughs> so anyway, let, let's do a first take. So as we're just gonna do, we're not gonna play any sound clips. We, I have some of the sound clips I played here. If you have any important moments, I might have it. But um, 
you want reference. But the point is um, that so we come into the show. Uh, Monet is upset about she's depressed that she was in the bottom two just to begin with, you know, and she's sad to see mm-hmm. him go. And then we that we you know we come back the next day and they do the mini challenge to sitting on a secret. Any thoughts on sitting on a secret on that mini challenge? I did not like sitting on a secret. <gasps> I did not. I okay. I it just seemed weird. It was just an odd like when you got to like the cake and the pork chop and stuff, that was that to me is just very my first thought was they're ruining their clothes. Mm-hmm. So I was not I was not all about that. Like the fax machine and the eggplant and stuff was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But once they got into the weird stuff at the end, I was just kind of thinking Hopefully they told them bring a pair of old shorts that you don't care about or a pair of old pants, which that's kind of what it looked like. It looked like everybody sort of changed into these old just ratty pants and everything. But, you know, I'm not a fan of the mini challenges other than reading is fundamental. That's the only one that I like look forward to every every season. Not my favorite. I loved this mini challenge and I literally I think I could masturbate to just watching Aquarius sit on things. As if you haven't already. That's between me and Aquaria and God. So, okay, so you did not like this mini challenge. So then we were from the mini challenge, we move into the main challenge, which mm-hmm. was uh, Dragon Panel Extravaganza. And in this, uh, you know, the, the queens, we had Team Body Yadi Yadi, which consisted mm-hmm. of Eureka, Monet, and Karen Michaels. Mm-hmm. What, was your th- what were your thoughts on them? I thought they were great. Mm -hmm. Uh, This actually, uh, okay, getting ahead of myself a little bit. This was probably one of my favorite challenges they've done this season. Oh, really? That's very interesting. Why is that? Yeah. Because I think it really kind of separated the men from the boys, so to speak, as far Mm -hmm. as they had to get their personalities out there and do it in a way that felt genuine, that felt very likable Mm -hmm. and felt very much of where they where people could respond to them. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was very clear from the three presentations who really had the ability to do that. Um, I thought, I thought the, the body, I thought the idea of having Eureka, who's a big girl, Cameron, Mm -hmm. who's a muscle queen and Monet, who's kind of your typical drag queen body, kind of all there together to give different examples of how they do. I thought that was a great combo Mm -hmm. when they got to where they all said, I want to do body. I thought that that as much as everybody was saying, Eureka is going to talk too much and camera doesn't talk at all. I thought that was a perfect, perfect trio as far as from a physical standpoint, if they're doing actual, if they're going to do actual uh, body is their challenge. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you a different question. What did you think of the next team, Team Makeup, which consisted of Aquaria, Asia, and Monique? Um, Not as good, but still enjoyable until they got to the part of where they were kind of going back and forth really fast. Mm-hmm. I was surprised they didn't bring – well, of course, they also were safe, so they weren't going to necessarily get uh, feedback on that. But I think if they had stayed out, the feedback would have been – you were starting to go where it was almost like a, it was almost like a tennis match where you were sort of back and forth and back and forth, mm-hmm. almost talking over each other at one point. And I could see where that could be kind of confusing for people that were listening in the audience. Mm-hmm. And then we also had uh, our good friend um, over at Team Wig. We had it was uh, Ms. Cracker. 
the Vixen, uh-huh. and Blair St. Clair. Your thoughts on that? They were horrible. They should have been in the bottom three. It was very apparent who was going to be in the top and who was going to be in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, we're not going to prepare for this. We're just going to be like we're at Sunday brunch, I think, did not work in their favor at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it And it showed, you know, you prepare for something like that. Whenever we have done, you know, when we've done things for live performances and stuff with my other podcast, mm-hmm. we prepare for that. I pr- I over prepare for that. Yeah. Um, and when I've ever I've done other performances and stuff, you prepare. You just don't go out there in front of a room full of people and wing it. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a different question. Okay. There were some personal revelations made on the show. And uh, one of them was... Um, Cameron Michaels is embarrassed because he has muscles. It was that was an interesting, um, not so much the muscles part, but the conversation about when I get in a relationship, I disappear from drag, mm-hmm. and the dynamics of that of why you can't have it, you know, where you I don't want to say have your cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. where you can't enjoy a relationship. What's going on in those relationships that he does not feel as though he can engage in his drag activity. Mm-hmm. That would be something I would love to see explored further in some capacity. What about uh, Monet exchanges revelation that her parents or at least her adopted parents don't know that she does drag. It was interesting. I mean, you know, the idea of a Caribbean queen and Caribbean the whole drag queen. <laughs> yeah. Now waiting for that. The same dream. Um, I, you know, we've seen this before, though, where family members don't know that I do drag and that kind of stuff. So it seems sort of, I don't want to say tired, because that is her personal story, but we sort of heard that before. Yeah! 82 degrees here in sunny Southern California. Just a few degrees from the ocean. Here we go, Billy Ocean. Blue Power Radio. She dashed by me in painted on jeans. And all heads turned cause she was the green. Don't joke about that. In the blink of an eye, I knew her number and her name. Yeah. I'm not holding shit back. Oh, at all. She said I was. Anyway, that's enough fun with Billy Ocean. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. How did you like that little musical break there? Yeah, that's awesome. That's not my favorite Billy Ocean song. Oh, what's your favorite Billy Ocean song? Um, when I was a kid, I loved Loverboy, but I think as an adult, my favorite one is probably Suddenly. Wait, that the the stupid Olivia Newton-John song? No, <clears throat> no, it's it's a it's a very different. Yes. Oh yeah, I know this one. Nineteen eighty-five. My mom's driving me to school in her white nineteen eighty-five Chevy Blazer. 
I used to think that love was just a fairy tale Until that first hello Until that first smile Okay, there's the lighter But if I had to do it all again I wouldn't change a thing Cause this love is everlasting Suddenly Rolls. <laughs> There's beauty up above. Yeah, Jay. Never take notice of. You wake up and suddenly you're in love. Only an American a woman like me have a freaking chorizo. Bam. Yeah. I'm sure, bitch. Professionalism. Far too much. Anyway, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy. So okay, so now we had the, the so then you know speaking of uh, how do we get onto the how do we get on the Billy Ocean Caribbean? Oh, because the Monet thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Monet is Monet's from Saint Lucia. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but the big revelation, and this is a more serious topic, is Blair Saint Clair on the main stage comes out and says that she was raped at a college party and that is why she likes to focus on pretty things because she feels dirty. I am sure that as a, you know, trained mental health professional, Babalu looked over and was like, why do you have a boner right now? Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just meant like more like just because... What, 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 so what are your thoughts on what she said? Well, okay. Anytime anybody talks about a sexual assault, mm-hmm. obviously that is very sad. And I teared I, up. I didn't tear up, but I, I felt for her. I absolutely felt for her. Um, I think that particularly rape... You know, whenever whenever people talk about sexual assaults and rape, they tend to focus on statistics revolving around women, biological women. Um, but rape among men is happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's not really talked about because of the shame and the guilt that go along with it. Um, so I think in that regards, Blair did a very brave thing and brought something new to the drag race table mm-hmm. as far as talking about a trauma that – happens more often than I think we'd like to recognize. And I hope that that is the beginning. Cause she even said in untucked that that was the first time she said that out loud and used the phrase rape. I was raped. Mm-hmm. That's the first time she said it out loud. So, and that is a very freeing thing to be able to say, you know, I, I, I have talked at some point, I think on pot as my co-pilot, about the fact that I, I was I was molested as a kid mm-hmm. uh, a couple times by a family member. And I, for a year or two, I mean, the idea of saying it out loud just, like, turned my stomach. And then eventually I told my mother. And, uh, you know, to actually say it out loud was very liberating and felt mm-hmm. very much of where, okay, I, I <clears throat> remember the next day we went to a therapist. My parents took me to a therapist. And my mom said 
for the last year or so, he's been walking around with his shoulders slumped. After he said it, I actually could see his shoulders kind of coming up a little bit. So hopefully that experience allowed Blair to start her healing on getting to a place where she recognizes. I mean, she made the statement that she feels dirty. You know, what happened to her is not her fault and that she does not have those continued feelings of guilt and shame after this. Is this a common thing among rape victims that they feel dirty and they want to focus on pretty things and be in control? Because remember, that, I think a hint of that was her notebooks, you know, the statistics notebooks. Is, is there a sense of wanting to remain in control? Well, I think control becomes a very big thing because, I mean, you know, a sexual assault is, I mean, to have to lose control of what you what is going on with your body is really kind of the ultimate loss of control in many ways. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that afterwards she and other people that I've worked with who have um, confided in me that they were sexually assaulted, they will often do things to where they feel as though they are in control. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes that sense of control isn't necessarily the healthiest habits or behaviors, but in their mind on some level, or as they talk about it, I point out to them, this is your way of regaining control. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people will then use food as a, you know, food or drugs or sex. Um, they will engage in behaviors that they feel as though they are in control when it happens, how much it happens, when it stops, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes they overindulge in that to regain that sense of control and it ends up creating more issues for them down the line. Interesting. Now, when uh, when you were watching this, um, did you feel it any kind of sense? Did you feel it was an organic moment, or did you feel sort of manipulated by the show? I feel like it was manipulated by the show. How so? Uh, and I also say, <clears throat> let me also say this. I don't, while I commend Blair for doing it, I'm not quite sure why she did it other than it was her left at the bus stop moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I will, I will say this, which is probably going to get me some, you're being negative, but uh, whatever. Um, you're on it just felt, it felt like a manipulation kind of on her part. Like she felt like this might potentially save her that she had to play this card thinking, well, if I tell them I was raped, there's no way they're going to send me home this week. The tricky um, thing with that is, and if you watched an episode, I've watched it twice, is you can tell. And I don't think it's necessarily. It's a, I don't think it's a shady thing. I just think that you know these uh, runway critiques last a very long time. The queens have talked about this, and mm-hmm. so it could have come up more organically in the context of the conversation. Yes, and I agree with that because I thought about that. I, I mean, I should have added that. Thank you. Um, because I did think about that at one point, like, well, that was an odd response to this. And, mm-hmm. and, but I also know that on Untucked, where it looks like the critiques only go on for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. they've said they've been out there for like, you know, an hour or so. So I'm sure there are times that people do feel whittled down and conversations happen and it may have come up a little bit more organically than it looked on TV. I'm just saying the way it was. We don't like, you know, we, we feel like we lost you. Well, I was raped at a college. It just felt very like, mm-hmm. whoa, that that kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the responses I know that we talk about sometimes the responses of, of certain panel members. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel they were genuine. I think that, you know, 
I, I, I think Ross particularly looked very sad and concerned. And I would even say Michelle, I don't think that was for the cameras. I think Michelle looked because Michelle definitely looked teary mm-hmm. at one point. I feel like that was real. I've never gotten a sense from Ross or Carson that they're that they're doing things for the camera. I've oh never, no, neither have yeah, I. I've never I, I just I know that we have talked in the past about reactions have sometimes been what? You know, sort of thing. I didn't get that this time. <laughs> so uh any other, any other thoughts? Okay, so then we see the lip sync. What did you think of the lip sync? The lip sync I thought was possibly the worst lip sync of the season. Interesting. I I did not like Blair's. And to be honest, I didn't like Vixen's either. Uh, I thought Vixen I was thought crazy. Vixen kind of looked crazy. They both looked like they didn't know the words. They both definitely were kind of doing the watermelon, watermelon, watermelon thing mm-hmm. a couple of times. Um, and I mean, if you watch Untucked, Vixen clearly thinks that she's not in the bottom two. So when they say Vixen, oh, you're doesn't? in the bottom two, she looked genuinely shy. No, she thought it was going to be Cracker and Blair, which I think why she seemed so shocked as she was. And if you watch Untucked, Cracker and Blair both are listening to the show. Are both are listening to the song and lip syncing, and Vixen doesn't do that. Oh. Doesn't seem like very hard lyrics. I think they did this whole version on the show. If they're listening to that, this is long. She doesn't get into the song. If I see, right now we're twenty three seconds in. She's all she says is, "I'm coming out." Yeah. crazy long intro because now we're over a half a minute in still no lyrics she's coming out I wonder how they do this in concert like what does it look like in concert oh this might be one of her intro songs oh and everyone's applauding yeah yeah and I'm sure I'm sure there's it's there's or at the very least it's they do that to give her time for a costume change uh, have you ever seen her so how, how far into the song is that 53 seconds was it with the lyrics started. It was, they didn't play that whole intro on the show. No, 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 no. They do a much, a far, a very, very truncated version of the song. But I, I just thought Blair wasn't selling it. Blair wasn't getting into it. She was kind of doing that, you know, defying gravity kind of thing of where we're standing and we're just kind of like making fists and then you've got the other one sort of twirling around and doing these weird... Mm-hmm. It just, it just wasn't. It was, it was not the strongest lip sync for for a split second. Mm-hmm. I almost thought she's going to send both of them home. Oh, really? That it was just. I thought they were both that bad. So the thing was that you know we all knew. Blair, well, according to the rumors, Blair was supposed to go home this week, right? They just didn't know whether it was going to be in a disqualification because of the DUI thing or an actual just boring old lip sync thing. But it looks like it was just a boring old lip sync thing. Well, but, you know, I mean, that's. It happens. <laughs> I mean, but kind of better to go out that way than the other one. When they did the thing with the doors opening, the double doors opening when she went back in to get the statue mm-hmm. and she looked like she was breaking down, that was a very sad moment to see too. 
because that looked that was almost as heartbreaking as Mayhem Miller coming back in to get her stuff on last week's Untucked. That killed me. That totally broke my heart. Well, as we all know, I'm a sucker for a twink crying, so (laughs) I never want to see twinks crying. So let me ask you this question. Did the right person go home? In your opinion, Taylor Lelante Boy, you know, the people did the right person go home? Um I think it could have been her or Vixen. I think her and Vixen were definitely bottom two. Uh I, it could have been Cracker too. I think Cracker's dress saved her. And I also think Cracker's history saved her a little bit too. Uh, hmm. Interesting. If you had the power, who would you have sent home? And it could be anybody. It doesn't be in the bottom. Who needs to go home next? Uh, well, you know I don't like the Vixen. Okay. Um, so you want her to but, go home. But the Vixen also has fierce looks sometimes. So I don't know. Oh, that's right. You like the looks. Any any big looks you want to talk about? Um. I loved Eureka's runaway look with the houndstooth. The houndstooth and the cape and the crazy hat and the red eyes. I was, I thought she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. She was, she was awesome. Uh, I liked, I liked Cameron with the whole kind of superhero space age with the cape and the crazy, the crazy hat. Uh, I, I actually, all three of the body, the, the body girls, that, that whole Sunday church, that geo print, crazy color. 70s Candyland looking thing. That those three were definitely probably my favorite three of of the looks. Any looks that stand out to you that you didn't like? The Vixens looked sloppy. Um, I didn't like Blair's. I thought Blair's looked too. <coughs> excuse me. Um, it looked sloppy. Mm-hmm. It looked very sloppy to me. And I know everybody talked about uh, Miss Cracker's look. I was not a fan of Cracker's look at all. Um, oh, and I loved Asia's look. Mm-hmm. Asia's look with the whole dandelion thing. I thought that looked great. And who am I missing? Monique's. What did what did Monique have going on? What about Aquarius' magician look? It was cute. It definitely was uh, what – it felt like what Nina Bonina should have done – when they did the uh, challenge with uh, the with the uh, with the crew with uh, like you know Wintergreen and, and the crew oh, yeah, when yeah. they did the makeover challenge, um, so it it just looked like a more refined version of that. Why can I not remember what Monique's look was? Do you was, remember? Was it Mon? Oh no, I don't remember what, what what Monique's look was. No. Here, let me. I'm, I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do, Taylor Latte boys. I'm gonna go over to Reddit.com slash r slash rpdr tyranny and see if they have the r slash up. There we go. That's the one I want. See if they have the fashion photo review up. And they, they, oh, wait, what? Oh, RPDR. Duh. Okay. So the fashion photo review. Um, I don't see it actually. Oh wait, no, they do have it. Hats incredible. Here we go. So let's see. So the, and then they usually go to air. So Asia wins. I can tell she's the top one. 
is according to the tyranny. Then Monet exchange. Then Eureka is third in their eyes. Then Aquaria is fourth. Then we have Blair St. Clair. Cameron Michaels. Which I don't get. Ms. Cracker. Monique. I like Blair's. Monique Hart. The Vixen. Oh, I'm not seeing. Monique Hart. You just said her name. Oh, I did? Oh. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Um. Oh, so it seems to be like this like weird like plasticky thing with multicolored okay. dots. Yeah, the sequin thing that she made in like yeah. thirty minutes that they were all. It was for something that l- was apparently done very quickly. I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, not one of my favorite looks, but it definitely for something that they were talking about how amazing it was that she did that so fast. Then. I think that storyline is going to come back to bite her in the ass where she's not going to have time to finish a look in the oh, future. Oh, I see. Interesting. Right. Interesting. I think that's why they focused on that. Interesting. Okay. Any final thoughts on this episode? Big final thoughts on this episode. I think we did a nice little brief. Yeah. Sort of like- did, a, did a little brief version. I, I Like I said, this was probably one of my favorite challenges that they've done. I felt like all of the queens seemed very real. Mm-hmm. Um Including the Vixen. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as much as I, I'm not a Vixen fan, I thought, and even though there was kind of shade being thrown back and forth during their panel, there were no ugly moments, particularly ugly moments. And that goes a long way. I know you like the drama, but I would prefer to see, you know, queens supporting queens. And I feel like she did that on Untucked. And that made me, that made me happy. All right. That's fair. Now, uh, let me ask you a different question. Are there any thoughts you have on the season thus far? Because we haven't, we've only heard you for like three episodes of the six. You've been here for 50% of the episodes. So is there anything that we've been missing that you're like, I really want to comment on this? I, I think <clears throat> the reason why I liked this challenge was because we have such strong contenders mm-hmm. that really kind of had to step their pussies up. And I feel like for the most part, just about all of them did. If that had been previous seasons where you had a lot of people, especially this, you know, we're not even halfway through yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you still had nine at this point. So we're still kind of in the filler queen department in many mm-hmm. ways, or at least we were up until snatch game. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think it would have been much more painful to watch. And I'm glad that for the most part, we have a season of contenders that are all able to kind of, for the most part, hold their own and command the stage in a way that doesn't involve lip syncing, lip syncing, that doesn't involve hosting, that where they're just kind of up there talking about stuff and talking about the products and talking mm-hmm. about what it's like to be a queen. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm enjoying the season. I'm definitely enjoying the season. Well, okay. That, that's look, Rulaska thoughts is where we do a big deep dive into the episode. I think we did that deep dive. It's not meant to be like a complete rundown. You know, we ask interesting people their thoughts on uh, the episode and and what you take on it. And that was like good. We, we I think everyone's been dying to hear what you think about uh, this latest thing. So why don't we do this, Taylor Lanty boy? Why don't we? Feel is what you feel. Feelings are real. Put your money down. Lose your back. Spin the wheel. Feel is what you feel. Feelings are real. Put your money down. Place your back, spin the wheel. Feel is what you feel. Feelings are in real. Put your money down. Place your back.
Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Rulaska Thoughts for Episode 6 of Season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. My name is Joe Batanz, and for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, Taylor, you haven't done it in a while. Go ahead. Sashay away until next week. <laughs> <laughs>